now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, we got Nate Christian and Chev and Nooney. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Oh, Chev? Oh, did Chev just freeze as I kicked it to Chev? Oh, my gosh. I kicked it over to Chev, and he had his mouth open like he was going to say something incredible, and boom. He's frozen. That's how, that's how it goes, man. Right, it goes like that sometimes. We we need to get Melissa in here to fix the computer again. So, Chef, oh, he's back. Am I back? You're back, Chef. We're Boy, good. I hope he didn't get the last thirty seconds of what I was saying there because <laughs> it was not good. I'm glad I am back. I don't know what I did. I tried to pull up another screen. I'm not going to touch anything else. I'm in a new apartment, new Wi-Fi, so everything's a little wonky. But we're in our own room now. We're not chilling in the Ooh. living room. Melissa's the happiest out of this because she can watch TV, but. <laughs> Boy, we are back, baby. Let's go. So what does she watch when you pod? Just out of curiosity. Most of the time, she's just listening to the podcast about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, man. That's that's about it. Uh, Watching-wise, catching up on Bachelor, Bachelorette. She'll throw on some Netflix shows every once in a while. She loves The Circle. I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but it's like a show where they don't get to talk to each other except through messaging. So mm. you can go in as a catfish and you can play as somebody else. It's very interesting. So if you haven't seen that show on Netflix, The Circle is Circle. one to check out. Check it out, boys and girls. So Jenna was watching a show called Love is Blind. Mm. Yep. And I'm like, this is this is the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen. And then like two weeks later, I was like, wait, you went ahead without me? We're supposed to watch this together. How am I supposed to know what's going on? She's like, you said you hated it. I was like, since when do you listen to me? <laughs> exactly so wait, hold on chef before we hold on i got a question so they Uh-oh. people do podcasts about the bachelor and the bachelorette oh yeah all, all the people oh. that were on yeah. the bachelor or the bachelorette now have their own podcast oh, okay and do I they have swear, like fan podcasts for that too a fan i don't know i imagine <laughs> so i imagine but she listens to just old bachelor and bachelorettes that are on there i don't know why it's, that that fascinates me so much i i can't I can't explain it, but it does. If you love drama, my wife can help you out. She will give you this <laughs> podcast. I mean, it, I, I just like checking in every once in a while, just listening to it. It's just straight drama. It's great. It's what I love. It's good stuff. Good TV. That sells. And I mean, look, we, let's be real. We do a podcast about a fake football game. So <laughs> yeah, it, what's, what's different? It, I'll tell you what's different is that it's the off season. And now is the time to win your league. Ooh. And now's the time to know, are you contending or are you pretending? So today we're going to hit you with six trades to make right now for your 2023 Dynasty Fantasy Football. Oh my God, I'm so good at segues. Mm. Roll into it so good. Mm. So good. But you know what? Because Nate likes going first so much, we're going to let him lead off. So Nate, what is the first trade that you are going to make right now? Yeah, I'm looking to acquire Dak Prescott. And when we got the show sheet, I was like, who do I who do I want to make moves for? Well, I've been talking about acquiring Dak like in every audit I've done for the past couple of weeks, so I figured I might as well talk about why I want to go acquire Dak Prescott. Well, it seems like fantasy football players are taking into account the actual NFL too much, and they're forgetting, Mike, that we play a game that's fake and based on stats, not actual talent 
or the ability to win games or, you know, do anything in the playoffs. And we know the Cowboys and Dak cannot do anything in the playoffs. That is, that is for sure. I mean, how many wins do the Cowboys have in the past 20 years in the playoffs? I think it's like five, just so you know, or something like that. Maybe it's five in the last 10 years. Either way, it doesn't matter because this is fantasy football. And we score points based on how the stats look, how the box score looks. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, Dak Prescott threw a lot of interceptions. Okay. How many of you out there playing in minus three, minus four interception leagues? Probably not most of you, so it really doesn't matter. Remember Jameis Winston? He put up a ton of fantasy points through 30 interceptions in a season. Dak Prescott only threw 15. I mean, come on. So this year he was quarterback 13 on a points-per-game basis because, remember, he did miss five games this year. And I'm going to go ahead and compare his 2022 versus his career average show you that, hey, Dak actually had a pretty decent season. He's a great buy right now. So completion percentage, 66.2%. That's a good completion percentage. His career average is 66.6%. So right there, 23 touchdowns he threw this year in 12 games. Okay. Tied third most in his career for any season. That was at a 5.8% touchdown rate, which was his second best season. His career average is 5.1. He did throw 15 interceptions, like I said. But we know that the Cowboys situation at wide receiver after CeeDee Lamb was pretty sad. Mm-hmm. and that is a position I do believe that they're going to be addressing this year. They might not be addressing it in the free agency because it's not a really good free agency class, but at the wide receiver position in the draft class, there is some talent in day two. I think they're going to go there, find a good wide receiver two to put outside of CeeDee Lamb, stretch the field a little bit. I think that will open up this Cowboys offense a lot. Also, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're doing at running back, but the more they get away from Zeke, we know the more explosive this offense is. I think the things are looking up for Dak Prescott. He also had 7.3 yards per attempt in 2022 with a 7.6 career average. So really kind of had a career average season, a little low, you know, not as well with interceptions, but more touchdowns. I'm moving a 2023 mid-round first-round pick. You know, the 105, 106, if you need a quarterback, you're a contender, this is a guy you can get. You need a cheap you need a cheap quarterback one, Dak Prescott's the guy that can fill that for you. You need a good quarterback two for your contending team, Dak Prescott can do that. If you need to upgrade, I would love to move Kenny Pickett and a second-round pick for Dak Prescott. You get a guy that is locked in with a contract, he's on a team that's committed to him, it's going to work out well. You know, Mike, you might not like that, but – I hate it. You know what I think about that? <laughs> Reminds you of when you were sick in school and you stayed home watching The prices Right. I don't hate it. I mean, th- I like Kenny Pickett. Long-term, Kenny Pickett's probably going to be more viable, we we think, at this point. But if you're looking to win it right now, Dak's going to give you a better shot. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's more viable long-term. Well, he's like five I mean, years Dak's, Dak's going to be an NFL quarterback for what I would expect to be at least five, six more years. I mean, it was the Cowboys year, I've been told. (laughs) I'm not positive Kenny Pickett's going to be a quarterback six years from now. Well, not with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, we'll that's a a little bit later. That is a guy that gets people fired. So, all right, Nate is going ahead and picking up Rain Prescott. So, if you're contending, that's a move he wants to make. Chev, what about you? This is a guy that I think we're all pretty high on here at the Mm -hmm. Dynasty Rewind. Stock kind of fell off in his sophomore season. I was expecting a lot more, as I'm sure we all were. What's a move you're making? Yeah, the guy I'm looking to trade for is going to be Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is a guy that, you know, rarely disappointed this last year. He really disappointed us because everybody was on fire for Elijah Moore. 
I mean, he had that great run uh, in fantasy weeks eight through 13. He had 34 receptions, 459 yards, and five touchdowns. And it was really hard to go acquire Elijah Moore at that point. I mean, you had to give up a first at least, it seemed like, to get him. Now uh, we're seeing that it's not that way anymore. He was even saying he could play quarterback better than his quarterback this season. That's how bad it was for him. So He's not wrong. Yeah, he's not wrong, but very bad year for him. Did not pick up where he left off from last season. I know he missed the end of uh, the 21 season, so that kind of hurt him a little bit, maybe missed out some time with the QBs and whatnot. But I still like Elijah Moore. I still think he's an athletic wide receiver that, you know, he can make big plays. And we're really just waiting to see who lands at quarterback there. I don't see the Jets not going up and picking somebody that is – a very valuable QB. They're going to go for Aaron Rodgers. They're going to go for Derek Carr. Whoever it is is going to be an upgrade to that position. And I really want to go get Elijah Moore before it's too late. You know me. I love Garrett Wilson. I would have put him on here, but I think it's already too expensive to go get him. So get Elijah Moore right now before the price gets heavy once they get a new QB. I mean, it's not going to cost you much. I see second-round picks going for Elijah Moore whether that's 23, 24, or 25, Elijah Moore for Darnell Mooney. I mean, you can go either way, I guess. If you think Darnell Mooney's going to be the guy, I don't know. I think Chase Claypool's there now. They're going to go get a wide receiver. Imagine non-free agency because there's not many of them. Imagine they're going to draft a few and see what sticks. Elijah Moore for DJ Chark in the third. I like Elijah Moore. I think that wide receiver room in Detroit is going to be Way too much for DJ Chark, especially with Jameson Williams comes back. I'm not sure on DJ Chark's status. I don't know if he's a free agent this year, but a lot yeah. of the trades too, I see him as throw-in. So this is the guy that you can get thrown into a trade. Awesome. He's got plenty of upside to, to make a big splash in 2023 if he can keep his mouth shut and just continue to do the right things. Who knows? It could lead him to being traded. But like I said, I think they're going to go get a QB, and that's going to bump his stock up a lot. I'd rather go get him now while he's cheap and hopefully reap the benefits that it's going to bring this upcoming season. I don't hate that at all. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we were all pretty high on Elijah Moore, so I like where your head's at there. Obviously, we're speculating, but that's yeah. the, the time of the year that we're at. We're speculating about what the Jets are going to do. And look, my guy, too, it's a lot of speculation. And if I'm a rebuilding team, I'm trading for Jordan Love. Why? Glad you asked. Packers have a solid enough group of skill players. Aaron Jones, who did take a pay cut to stay with the team. A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dubs. For the record, I will not take a pay cut to stay at my job. Just throwing that out there. But kudos to you, Aaron Aaron Jones. Um, I do speculate, again, that Jordan Love is the starter next year. That's what everyone seems to be saying. You know, what... Aaron Rodgers is going to go spend four days in darkness. Like what? Like you, you can't leave the lights on to make that decision. Dude, what the hell's wrong with you? I, I don't know. Can't go hang out with his family. <laughs> well, that's that's a dark place right there. Um, I think he's a better option than other players that are considered starters right now, like Kyler Murray, who's hurt. Tua, I have some injury concerns about him as well. And any of these rookie quarterbacks, he's already been acclimated into a system. This will be his third year. Hey, third year quarterback breakout. So some of the trades that I've seen that I like that I think are pretty friendly for you, and this is a great move, this first one for a rebuilding team. A 24 first for Jordan Love and Isaiah Pacheco. Now, before the Devi guy says, well, there's better quarterbacks out there in 2024. I understand that. Two things. One, you have a year to get that first-round pick back. 
And B, if Isaiah Pacheco is going off, you could trade him for more draft capital to get your 24 first back going forward because you know Isaiah Pacheco is likely a short-term solution. Kyler Murray for Jordan Love in a 23 second. Great. So you're getting rid of Kyler Murray. You're getting a guy who isn't injured in draft capital. Um, Gabriel Davis for Jordan Love and Kadarius Toney. I'm not really a huge fan of the Kadarius Toney aspect. There's some people that are high on Kadarius Toney, so you could get Love, flip Toney, or if you're rebuilding, you keep him and see what happens. And Josh Jacobs for Jordan Love and Terry McLaurin. That's a good one. Like it, it, is, one. it makes yeah. you think. and I would think that Terry McLaurin's shelf life is probably longer than Josh Jacobs, where he's startable. I mean, he's what? He's probably low end wide receiver one. I don't have the stats right in front of me right now. Or if not, last year, yeah, it's like a high end wide receiver two, like every mm-hmm. year. Okay, great. So look, and if Sam Howell is the starter and Eric Bieniemy comes in and does his thing, I mean, look, we could have the next Patrick Mahomes there in Washington with Sam <laughs> Howell. <laughs> he said it here he first. Heard oh, it here second. I actually said it on an audit the other night. But wow. look, I mean, the fact of the matter is, Terry McLaurin could have a fantastic year if he's wide receiver fourteen for the next five years for you. You can really complain about that. You just put them in your lineup, set it, and forget it. So, all right, Nate, we are back to you. I know you like going first and fourth. Fourth. (laughs) So go ahead. Love it. Yeah, um, this is probably not a surprise to anybody, talking about somebody that I have been invested in myself quite a bit over the past couple of years, and that's Deontay Johnson. I think he's a great buy right now. Um, We kind of mentioned a little bit about the Steelers already. It was a it was a really crappy situation this year for the offense in Pittsburgh, and we saw it between Mitchell Trubisky, between Kenny Pickett, uh, bad quarterback play all around. But despite that, Deontay Johnson's a target hog. Okay, 147 targets with two quarterbacks that he played with this year for the first time, and were in and out of the lineup. That is impressive. Okay, I want that. He, he's guaranteed volume. He is a target hog in just every sense of the word. It doesn't matter the quarterback situation. It doesn't matter the situation in the game. They're getting Deontay Johnson the ball. That is the Steelers' plan all the time. And with that, 147 targets, I'm happy with that going forward. I know he's going to be a target hog because I don't think George Pickens, as much as I like George Pickens and his talent, I don't think he's the kind of player to you know really eat into that target share that much. I don't think George Pickens is the target hog. Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson is. George Pickens is the downfield threat in that offense. So love the targets. What I don't love in 2022, and the reason why he's a buy now, though, is he got zero touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Zero touchdowns, guys. That's not good. That's not good in fantasy football. But that is an outlier because over the past two years, he has 15 touchdowns in the two two seasons before this season, eight and seven. Mm -hmm. So it's really weird that he got zero, but it's just showing you how bad the quarterback play was. If he had gotten, say, five touchdowns, that's less than his average. That would have gotten to wide receiver 22. We'd been a top 24 wide receiver. We'd be looking at Deontay, I think, a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. We know the quarter, the touchdowns are going to come back. That quarterback situation should improve. Kenny Pickett's got a full offseason as the starter. They're going to be able to get better. And hopefully, at some point, Matt Canada is going to be fired. It's got to happen at some point. It's got to happen. I so Deontay Johnson, it, it, it's going to get better. It was already good. It just wasn't super efficient. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's Deontay's fault. So would I be willing to move straight up for Deontay? Some other players at different positions, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce. Those are two running backs 
who I think have a lot of unknown about them. And I'd rather go with what I feel like is a safe play with Deontay. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't need to be your wide receiver one in your team, but if he's your wide receiver three, even a flex player, he's a plus player at that, that point. Yeah, I would move George Pickens for Deontay Johnson. I want Deontay Johnson over George Pickens. Look, we look at the targets. We look at the volume. I think that's really important. And then if I want to make a kind of tier move, I'm willing to move Kadarius Tony, Darnell Mooney with an early third. I mean, early third, late second, try to make that happen if I want to tear up to Deontay Johnson. And I even do that with, say, Greg Dulcich or a tight end of similar value. You know, I, I like Greg Dulcich, but getting a wide receiver like Deontay, who should be able to continue to put up top 24 seasons going forward. I mean, we're talking about Terry McLaurin. I think Deontay Johnson needs to be looked at in the same light. Yeah. No, Chef, go ahead. I have a question for you then, Nate. Yeah, so like with that last trade, man, I, I'd much rather go get a guy that is has – Gonna get the targets. I know what I'm getting out of him. Tony, not really sure. Dulcich, not a clue. Mooney, not really sure. Early third, late second, may hit, may not. Like I'd rather get Deontay Johnson, who's gonna get plenty of targets. I guarantee he's not gonna score as many touchdowns as me this year. I mean, we all had we all had the same amount. Yeah, he's not gonna do that again. So I, I'm with you on this. I really I like Deontay Johnson. Like you said, he's a target hog. That's what we love here at the Dice Reel. We want to find those guys that get 147 targets. Bad luck he didn't get a touchdown, but that's huge. You got to get those targets to get points. And Pickens, he's going to get points. Not consistently, I don't think, at this point in his career. Maybe, yep. in, maybe in the next few years, but not right now. For what it's worth, I think Dulcich is going to probably be like a low-end tight end one this year. Um, but that being said, he's probably not going to have 88 receptions. So I completely agree with you on this one. And I hate moving Dulcich, but the fact of the matter is there's going to be a couple of Greg Dulciches in this draft class, like yep. Musgrave, Sam Laporta, depending on where these guys get drafted. Those guys are out there. They're replaceable. Um, I don't hate moving George Pickens either. I don't, I don't hate it at all. I actually, I like these moves a lot. And I like you going and getting your guy. So, yes. you know, looking at Deontay Johnson's stats, I mean, yeah, it was a down year, but he still had almost 900 yards. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, it, it was a bad year for Deontay, and statistically it's still a you know decent season. With as many good wide receivers that are in the league, to finish wide receiver 28 and not score a touchdown, like, to me, that's yeah. impressive. That is, that's huge because, I mean, you don't see that very often. I mean, you have to be incredible to do that. And Deontay Johnson is somebody that, you know, he didn't score the touchdowns, but – to be a wide receiver three, that that's huge for me. I love that. I will say you guys are talking about no good free agent wide receivers. Are you forgetting about Sterling Shepard? I, I mean, if he was healthy, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, he's 30. It's probably. Yeah, it's, it's about time. Too many injuries, Coming brother. Coming to an you know, I think field near it's, you. It's not a player I've ever really liked, but I think Nicole Hardman might actually be the – the best wide receiver in the free agency class to kind of come out with a sneaky good landing spot. I think it'll probably be what we think is overpaid. Actually, I think Mecole is under contract. No, he's a, he's a, is he? He's a free agent. Yeah. Trying to look it up. He was drafted four years ago, man. <laughs> well, you mean I, the, the, the Tyreek Hill of this draft class. Oh my God. I remember that. That was, that was <laughs> wide receiver one, baby. 
That was insane. I'm going to look that up real quick. Right, but while we're doing that, Chev, why don't you tell me who you're trading for while I look up Miko Herman's contract? Yeah, you know, I wanted to pick a guy that I really love, but then I also wanted to find a guy that had value. I was thinking, you know, like, just, just do TJ Hawkinson. You really love that guy right now. You know, you really love a couple other players, but, you know, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Oof. This guy last season probably had just the roughest year for a QB because he's out there balling with a DC as his OC. How terrible must that have been? I want to be a fly on the wall hearing Bill Belichick and I don't even remember the guy's name. Whoever was the OC last season, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall hearing what they were trying to tell Mac Jones to do because there's no way they were giving him great advice. They were probably micromanaging the heck out of him, not really knowing what's going on. And I, I felt bad for the kid because he didn't really have that many good wide receivers either. I mean, you have Jacoby Myers. I think we had a bet with like Tyquan Thorne, Jacoby Myers. There was a few Kendrick Bourne was in there. I wonder who Devontae won that Parker. bet because that was a bad, <laughs> nasty bet. Sean, I wish you were here right now to hear this nastiness. But even though last or sorry, excuse me. You know, he's still a good quarterback. He's not no slouch. He's a guy that threw for almost 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns in his first season. And obviously, having an OC matters. I mean, yeah. how would you like to be at your job and have some random person just come in and start telling you what to do that's never done the job before? Mike, how would that, how would that make you feel? It would be just another day at my job. <laughs> See, like, if go. I could just be it's completely honest with you. Like, people come in and they're like, I... I need tires for my car. What do you recommend? And I'm like, I really like these Falcons. Well, but why are they so cheap? Well, they don't advertise like Michelin does. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to go to Firestone. Then fucking go. And that is a good <laughs> explanation of what oh. Mac Jones was going through there, folks. Yes. You know, I, I really like what he, he brings to the table. I think they're going to go out and get him some receiver help. I mean, we've seen what has happened when you go out and get a receiver to help out your QB. I mean... You go out, get Tyreek Hill. You got Tua being talked about being the MVP for the season very early in the in the year. I mean, if he doesn't go down with an injury and continues his pace, it'd be a whole different story with him. So, I mean, Mac Jones is a guy that he has the ability. I just think last year was just set up for him to fail, just like Justin uh, feels like you don't have anybody around you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to produce, and you got to do something different. So, I really like Mac Jones. I'm seeing him go for a 23 second and a third, a 2025 first, a 23 third and 24 two. Or sorry, a 24 second, 23 two seconds and Matt Corral, 24 third and Mac for Gino and 24 second. Like this guy, you can get cheap and he could just be. I'm not telling you to go get him as QB one. Don't don't hear mm -hmm. that. But if he can go get him for a QB three at the moment. I mean, that's that's huge. You go give away a 23 second and a third, you're getting a guy that I think bounces back this year. And who knows? I mean, there could be a person in your league that has him, and he they just might be done with him. They saw last year they got Bailey Zappi coming in, taking over. Like, they could be super excited about Bailey Zappi. Oof. I want to go get Mac Jones because I believe in the kid. They didn't go get him for no reason. You have to give your QBs a chance. And I hope Bill Belichick sees that. I hope they go make moves to help him out this upcoming year. But I think I'm going to get Mac Jones because of how cheap he actually is right now. His value has just plummeted. We saw, I mean, he talked about being one of the best QBs last season as the rookie class. And 
obviously when you get a DC con plays, you know, he probably called cover three zone. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Mac Jones. I don't think he knows either. And to go back to what we were talking about, Michael Hartman is in fact a free agent. We okay. keep talking about his free agency class. Let's look at the top just briefly, the top wide receiver free agents. We got Jacoby Myers from the Patriots. Juju is a free agent. And uh let's see, Darius Slayton. Uh, it dropped off quick. DJ yeah, Chark. Alan Lazard, Marvin Jones, Mikul, as I said, Jarvis Landry, who was so disappointing last year. Yeah. And then a couple other notable wide receivers to be free agents. Noah Brown, DeAndre Carter, Matt Collins, Nelson Aguilar, Paris Campbell, who actually played decent last year. Really I stretching think. notable. Yeah. That's what it says on this article. So Paris Campbell, I feel like probably gets paid. Um, Sammy Watkins, still out there. AJ Green, who retired. And then Julio Jones, who should retire. So those, yeah. that's your 2023 free agent wide receiver class, everybody. Yeah, that's rough. Bears are set up now. Yeah. I mean, look, I actually, for me, Chase Claypool is kind of a buy low right now just because everyone's yeah. hating on him for whatever reason. Like, everyone loved Chase Claypool when he was with the Steelers. You actually finally have a guy who was has a quarterback with a live arm. He's had a knee injury, missed the rest of the season. But that's not the guy that I'm going to be talking about. If I'm competing, I am not buying Chase Claypool. I am buying Jonathan Taylor. Why? 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 Glad you asked. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up, guys. I think he regains his 2021 form. Uh, Shane Steichen is the new sheriff in town, and he's really good at utilizing the run. We saw Miles Sanders having his best season as a runner with over 1,200 yards last year in Philadelphia. I think he fixes their O-line and their quarterback situation. I saw a lot of mocks with them getting C.J. Stroud. And mm-hmm. what better to help along a young quarterback or even an aging veteran? I don't know, like, what could they lure Ryan Fitzpatrick out of retirement to come play for a year? <laughs> um, you know, whatever they do, rookie, veteran, a good running game can cure a lot. And look, India has some good wide receivers too. Pittman, got um, Alec Pierce, who we like. I don't really know what their tight end situation I think Jelani Woods is still Jelani, there. Jelani Woods. Whatever. Alec Ogletree, I believe, is the uh, guy that had all the preseason hype and then was injured very early on. Well, Shame. then he sucks. But if you're competing, this is the guy I want to try to take me across the finish line. I'm willing to sell the ship to do it now. So here are some trades I found. Now, before you leave any nasty comments, these are all real trades that other people did, and it's courtesy of DLF's Trade Finder. Some dumb I'm not, trades. I'm not mm-hmm. stupid. I'm not dumb. These are trades that actually happened, okay? Not by me. 224 first for JT. Mm, money. Sign me up. My money. Sign me up. Joe Burrow for JT, Terry McLaurin, and a 23 second. Yes, Value-wise, obviously, it's the, uh, the package, but I understand, man. If you need a top quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – uh, straight up 23 okay. first for JT. It didn't say where it was. I'm going to assume it's early. If it's just a, because that be was within the last week yeah, or so. It better be the 101. Yeah. Um, and last one. Now, this one I'm kind of torn on because, again, if you're competing, this one could go either way. Austin Eckler in a 23 second for Jonathan Taylor. I think that's easy, man. I think that's it's easy. Like, you, get the, you get four more years of youth with JT. Yeah. There you go. I agree. And JT can catch the ball, too. I mean, I remember I traded for Austin Eckler last year and did not win the championship. Mm. Yeah. 
Sorry about that, Mike. I mean, no, I would probably I would probably move Austin Eckler in a late first for JT. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to get younger and get one of the top running backs. Yeah, mm-hmm. easily, easily. Austin Eckler's like twenty-seven years old or something like that. Yeah, and you know what you're getting with JT, right? You're going to get twenty plus carries, probably five passes thrown to him. Like Austin Eckler is probably going to see a little decrease, so he's he probably keep him healthy. Day. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see going for that. I mean, JT is 24 years old. Like, he's got plenty of time left. I think Eckler's like 28, 29, maybe a little older. So, I, I'm right there with you, Nate. I, I would agree. I would do Eckler in probably a late first if I needed to to get JT. Yep. Austin Eckler is 27. So, close. yeah, he's about to hit that plateau real mm-hmm. soon. But do you, want, do you guys want to know one thing that never hits a plateau this time of the year? Uh, yeah, sure. Best ball. And here to tell you all about it is our very own best ball guy, Dan Rozier. Rewinders, welcome to the offseason. It's your boy Dan here at the B League says, telling you to be at underdog.com right now for your 2023 best ball drafts. 2023 rookies have already been added. I'm here to help you along the way. We're going to give you a promo code Rewind, all caps for 100% matching deposit, up to $100. Come and join me in some drafts. Let's have some fun this offseason. Dan, thank you very much. I also had to pick like the okay. All right, Dan, calm down. I just had to pick like the corniest music I could find to put under that too. Wow, you didn't just ask me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Can we remember last time I asked you to make music? How long it took? Oh no. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> you could have just used that music for the time being. You didn't even ask me. I'm not making any music now. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh no. It was it's been a, a great show. show. Oh crap. All right, I have to go fire my CFO. So until then, everybody, um, Chev, for Nate, I'm your host, Mike. I guess I should play the outro music, huh? You guys got me all screwed up now. The outro music that Nate didn't Good job, Sean. Because I didn't know you. Because I didn't know you when I started this podcast. All right, everybody, go check out our awesome sponsors. We got Underdog. We got SeatGeek. We have Dr. Squatch. They're all linked in the description, and they're all they're going to be linked down there in all of our um, – videos that we do on youtube as well check out our new merch shop spread shop spread shop go check it out you're gonna love the awesome designs bob did a great job putting it together so until next time everybody for chef nate i'm your host michael bauer be kind please rewind thanks for listening <laughs>